Not from no applause, just the clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me who may never forgive me for making him watch the Blurred Lines video is Doug. Hello. No, it's not that I hated it. It was just, like... It was just... It's very nonsensical. It, yeah, it's just random naked chicks holding goats and playing banjo. I don't really think random naked chicks is necessarily a bad thing. No, it's... No, it's not the naked random chicks. It's... Is it the banjo? It's their random... Yeah, it's their random axe where it's like they're holding a goat or having a, a remote control car driven over their butts. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I think maybe I should, like, try and pick up a, you know, a busted cheap banjo and take it around and send you random pictures of said banjo in odd places. You'd, you know, like the roaming gnome. I was going to say it'd, it'd be like the Travelocity gnome, but with a banjo. I was going to say the roaming gnome from uh, Amelie, but okay. From what? Oh, from Amelie? Yeah. You think that's where Travelocity got the idea? I have no idea. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me in the slightest. And I believe Amelie was definitely before that, but... Does it still boggle the mind that the guy that did Amelie is the guy that did uh, Alien Resurrection? Joss Whedon did Alien Resurrection. No, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Well, no, I'm just... The guy that directed it was the guy that directed I... Amelie and Delicatessen. Okay, I was going to say, Joss <laughs> Whedon wrote Alien Resurrection and it was still a piece of shit. How do you get that level of talent and come out with that movie? A director that doesn't speak a word of English. How good is Guillermo del Toro's English? It's 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 passable, but it's heavily accented. So it's just one of those where you know language really shouldn't be a barrier if it. Yeah, but del Toro spoke English. Fair enough. The the guy that did Amelie does did not speak English. He... They had like a translator. <laughs> What is what? Who is the guy that he directed Perfume and he just did Cloud Atlantis with the Wachowskis? Oh, uh, I want to say it's, um, <clears throat> I can't think of it. Oh, it's, anyways, it's unimportant. Uh, but we were talking about Woody Allen. I was going to say because I am a huge fan of Midnight in Paris. I love Midnight in Paris. I still haven't seen it. I really wish you would. I, I got it randomly because one of my girlfriends is obsessed with Redbox. I know. Redbox? Oh, Redbox. Yeah, Redbox. And she basically rents anything that's in there. So she sees, like, the whole swath of good, bad kids' movies, horror, romance, pretty much anything in the Redbox. Okay. Like, she cleans that shit out. And so she had, and my apartment is, like, halfway between her place and the grocery store, so she had stopped by here one day on her walk home, and we ended up watching it, and I totally loved it. And not just because it's about everybody kind of longing for a time previous to theirs, no matter what. Slavery? No. Oh. What the it was hell? a simpler time. It was a different time. No, but I mean, in it, he goes back to 1940s Paris and gets to meet all of the greats, you know, Hemingway, uh, the, the Fitzgeralds, like everybody. But yeah. I was going to say, there's a plot point where the same way he manages to travel back in time, him and a girl from the 1940s manage to travel back even farther into Paris and meet, you know, Toulouse the track. And it's about how she longs for the previous time, and he longs for the time she's in. You know, okay. it's the oversimplification or the idealism of the past. Yeah. Like, that things were better then, and are they really? In my mind, I was going to say, in Deborah's worldview, things pretty much suck all the time. They just sucked in different ways previous to this. Yeah. There's just, you know, not horseshit on the ground. Or, you know, rampant disease. There's still rampant disease. Well, yeah, but I mean, like... Yeah, you know, you know the saying. There's only one thing that lasts forever. Death and taxes. Herpes. Yes. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. 
Um, so genital death and taxes. I was going to say, but it's, yeah, no, like I said, I think essentially the human condition has been fairly the same all the way through. It's just sucked into I think the herpes of the past was syphilis. Herpes doesn't make you go crazy. No, but just in terms of sexually transmitted diseases that are on a social conscience. <laughs> I brought this on myself. Yeah. I brought this on myself. Yeah. I think uh, I think syphilis is the herpes of yore. Herpes won't kill you unless it turns into cancer. Well, uh, cervical cancer. Cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. Ew. Uterus herpes. That's just gross. Oh my. Okay, we're done. New subject. You're, oh, you're the one with the whiteboard. I watched oh, but I do. I do want to see Woody Allen's new one, uh, Blue Jasmine. See, I haven't heard anything about it. You were just telling me about it, and that's all I've heard thus far. Uh, Louis C.K.'s in it, which intrigues me, because it's like, the combination of Louis C.K. plus Woody Allen has got to be amazing. But Louis C.K. is actually a pretty good actor. I mean, I don't know if yeah. you watched The Invention of Lying, which you should. Okay. But I was going to say, he plays a character in that that's pretty good, although he has no facial hair in it, and it makes him look like a clown. Because he's got slightly longer hair, so it's like he's got the balding red fro. Interesting. He, no, he looks much more attractive with facial hair. Because I don't think he's a bad-looking dude. But he no. looks so funny-looking in this movie. I'm very sorry if you guys can hear the motorcycle outside. That's okay. There's a mo- Get it, get it, catch it, catch it! What? Get it, catch it. Do you ever listen to Dead Milkman? No. No, you don't? No, I, I haven't. In You've never years. heard... Oh, you just... Okay, you just I haven't listened to him in years. The track, uh, I think it's Methodist Coloring Book, where there's a, they're about to record and there's a, they go, hey, there's a plane. Get it, get it, catch it, catch it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, you know, you've got a Methodist Coloring Book and you color really well. You know, I had a number of years ago an ex-boyfriend of mine that you actually met totally had this racist stereotypical and racist stereotype coloring book been a gift from one of his friends. Oh, like an ironic gift. Like, okay. he didn't, like, have it because he was no, no, racist. Was, he always, because he didn't understand it, he thought racism was hilarious. It just seemed so stupid to him. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. I swear to God, our maintenance guy thought we were, and was going to say, thought we were completely racist because he had made up this fake mock-up of a, uh, of an album cover. Which had the uh, swastika in the middle, it's surrounded by the rainbow flag, and the name of the album was Who Says I Don't Smoke Right Stuff? Smoke Right Stuff. Who's. Say it without laughing? Who Says I Don't Smoke Right Stuff? Oh, Lord. God. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, our maintenance man thought we were racist. It doesn't help that both of us were extremely Aryan looking. Yeah. Plus the swatch. I mean, I actually got mistaken for uh, a skinhead at one point. Like, a militant skinhead, because. Um, a policeman was talking to me. I guess I must have looked suspicious, obviously, but uh. Doug, you pretty much always look suspicious. I, I do, but you uh. Like you're up shaped, to no good. Shaped, uh, shaped head, black t-shirt, um, cargo pants tucked into, um, you know, army Please. boots. Oh, that reminds me. So since you got me watching Young Justice, thank you for that. I love that the Terror Twins are totally styled like skins. That's yeah. I guess they are. I mean, it could that could be that and the, the the bad guy on the um. The Circus Train episode. He's also... On uh, which one? The Circus Train. Uh, Parasite. 
Yeah. Isn't it Parasite? Yeah. It might be. Like I said, also styled like a scamp. It's the red braces. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it. I, I didn't pick up on, on that with uh, Parasite, but yeah, the Terra Twins totally look like skins. Like I said, no, and they're, they're all blonde and blue-eyed, the black And you know they're the racist. Braces. Yeah, I was going to say, with the red braces. You know they're racist. And I love... They're from the South. I love the joke at the end of that episode when Icicle Jr.'s like, dude, that's your sister. <laughs> when they have... Uh, yeah, Ms. with Miss Martian, Martian and Superboy go undercover. They yeah. finally, at the end of the episode, kiss for the first time. And Icicle Jr. is under the impression that they're siblings. And he's like, oh, bro. Uh, it's not okay. <laughs> I was going to say, in, in my head, there's a lot of laughter. It was a New Hope moment. No, there. actually, in my head, there was a lot of laughter. I'm like, oh, they went all Game of Thrones. <laughs> is that the new, yeah, I guess that's the new standard of incest in pop culture would be Game of Thrones. Yeah, but that's because New Hope was just... It was one of those things. Well, you didn't know they were brother and sister until Empire, so... You, have you seen Fanboys? Yeah. Exactly. The argument they have about the... Kissed him the second time to make uh, Han angry. But they still didn't know they were siblings. Siblings at that I, point. I don't think they... I don't think he sent... Well, it's I, an argument about whether or not they knew they were siblings. He's like, they had to know. It's like some subconscious recognition. It's the Force. It would let them know. He would feel, like, Luke would feel it, so to speak. He would feel a stirrings. I always figured that it would kind of be like Back to the Future when his mom kisses him and she's like, Yeah, it's like kissing my brother. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin Klein. Ah, it still makes me laugh. Hey, Calvin. It's on your underpants. It's on your, I know. Just that, I man, I, I don't think I thought that joke was as funny. I think the when I saw it as a kid, but now that and now that I it, see it, like it's so fucking funny. I always watch that. I the the, how, the long gone I days of writing your name and, and sad Crispin Glover is in that movie. Oh, does it? It kind of implies that he invented Star Wars, right? I mean, because he talks about like when uh uh when Marty talks talks to him as an alien, he's like, "I'm Darth Vader." And all that, like, it kind of implies that George McFly invented Star Wars. I don't think so, simply because he writes it into the book that his dad, I mean, his dad writes it into the book that gets published later, and I don't remember what the title of that book was. But it became, like, a huge science fiction, like, thing. Like, it kind of implies that he maybe didn't write, but he probably wrote something a close akin to, like, maybe Star Trek, where, you know, there's, like, a novelization, there's, you know... Beforehand, because I think uh, if I'm, I don't think Star Trek started as a t exactly as a TV show. I think it started as a series of um, shorts by Roddenberry. Well, you'd have to ask Roddenberry. Ooh, that He's reminds dead. me. I, like I was going to say. Now, in Star Trek Star Wars news, Carla Bain has flat out rejected to do any of the new Star Wars because he thought it would be too much. He was going to say he didn't like the idea of being a crossover between Star Wars and Star Trek. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, I didn't hear this. Wait, yeah. Carl Urban got. Approached for Star Wars, mm -hmm. for f fucking what? Dude, it, probably, it wasn't explored in the article. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll bet you there's a bunch of papers signed before you even. But yeah, I was gonna say yeah, no, I didn't get. I was gonna say I didn't get. So yeah, he like no flat out refused. He's like I didn't. He didn't think that he should be in both Star Wars and Star Trek. Good which, for him. No, I completely agree with. Yeah. I was gonna say he's like nope, which is funny because you know he's a total sci-fi guy. Uh, I mean Star Trek dread. Chronicles of Riddick, Lord of the Rings. 
Colonel Urban's not in Lord of the Rings. Yes, is he? he is. He is one of the um, the guys in the the horse people. He's blonde in that movie. He has long blonde hair. Oh, uh, maybe that's. Oh, but he's not one of the elven no. people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you remember the love interest they bring in for? Um... Crap, it's gone now. It's been a long time since I watched it. Now I'm losing names of the characters. Viggo Mortensen's character. Uh, the love interest was uh, Liv Tyler. No, in the end, he, there's a blonde girl. The one that kills the one that will not be slain by man, and it, the twist is it's a woman. That one? Uh, her brother is Carl Urbane in that movie. Okay. I was going to say, he's got long blonde hair. Okay. Who doesn't he's in that goddamn the movie? Lords. They either have like, completely like sparkling blue ice dragon eyes or long blonde hair. Or both, if you Kate Blanchett. Or, yeah. Great, now I'm laughing and thinking about Archer. <laughs> Unless you're an ant. Oh my god, am I gay for Tolkien? <laughs> oh my god, am I gay? <laughs> Sorry. I am Sorry. not gay for Tolkien, so... You don't like the books. I... Because I appreciate... Are, the books are not about walking. Tolkien... Walking happens in the books, but they're not as, as, as walking as, as the movies. I just... I... It's just the way he writes. I, once again, I can appreciate the story, uh, the the sweeping epicness of it, the scope of it, um, the fact that you know he had the background in linguistics and developed like nine different elven tongues. Like I can appreciate everything he did. I just don't like the way he writes. That's fine. It's just really annoying when like I said, if you don't like they're it, walking. It's acceptable. Not. I'm not about to bitch about the walking thing again. I'm just saying, <laughs> like when you. Like Even the trees walked. I'm, we're not going to get. I we. I've already had. I've already said my piece, via the podcast on this. Um, but no, it just that they're like in the book. It just it takes you out of it where it's like, they're walking and, um, there's like five pages of of, uh, Frodo like, talking about the leaves on the trees. Like it just, it's just so dry and mundane. And I know, I know Tolkien's background. I know the Ivy League background. I know the Inky's background. It's just like... Yeah, but okay, how about this? Do you like C.S. Lewis? I I like his writing more than I like Tolkien's. I, I may not like the... the did, co- you, did you ever read the Screwtape Letters? No, no. I, I'm, I'm pretty much stuck at... I and kind of started and stopped at Narnia, Narnia. At the Narnia Chronicles. Damn it. I'm, I was going to say a little bit tired, so my brain is making weird loops. And I totally went from Narnia back to uh, uh, Louis C.K. when he's talking about how much he hates the Clifford books. <laughs> the Big Red, yeah. I was going to say, there are 50 books about him. There are seven books about Narnia, which is about the birth and death of a world and a god that was a lion. Seven! And there are 50 books about Clifford! <laughs> well, he keeps having adventures. Look how big this fucking dog is. <laughs> you just grew him big. You just shot him big. It was like uh, the way... Uh, oh God, I love the joke about Clifford the Big Red Dog knocks over a telephone pole and cripples a policeman and he hangs on for two months and it's devastating to that community and then he dies and it's all about his trial and the cop's wife is like, I want that dog dead! Yeah. <laughs> I see, I would have read that. And they could do a whole book about the appeals process. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. See, like I said, I'm slightly tired, so my brain is making hilarious connections. Okay. Uh, but the reason I was thinking about Carl Urban, other than what we were talking about before, is because I watched Red. 
And yes. he is, he is the baddie, so to speak, in red. Yeah. I was going to say, which he's really good at, and he plays a good, you know... Red was... I loved red. I, red was fantastic. Actually, our non-term got mad at me, because I kept trying to... I was talking during red, and he's like, do we need to watch this some other time? And I'm like, no, I'm paying attention. He's like... The Not if you're talking. I want to punch you right now. I want to punch you so bad. To be doctoring a movie, you're not paying attention. It's not like we were in the movie theater. We were sitting here in my apartment on the low I don't seat. Know, maybe it's because I am so insular that, uh, that, and I and I watch movies like on my computer, like with my headphones in, where it's like I am in the movie. Like it wasn't that scenario though. Okay. We were sitting side by side on the love seat, having a cocktail, watching Red after I'd gotten done with the day of work. Okay. And actually, I'm pretty sure no, I'd taken him to work with me that day. And I just got my ass handed to me, so he'd gotten pulled into work. So, Red. Loved it. Loved Helen Mirra in it. Loved the whole cast in it. I was going to say, I thought it was fantastic. I I was going to say, I liked the relationship between uh, Mary Louise Parker and Bruce Willis. I liked how hilariously awkward she is. But she actually also completely rises to every occasion. Like, yeah. when she gets kidnapped and she manages to escape by destroying the headboard, but then she totally just kind of takes everything else in stride with, we need to figure out what the hell is going <laughs> and on. She's and she's just like, the vice uh, president. Yeah. Um, no, and I, once again, we've, we talked about this before, um, off air, that, yeah, the, the general thesis behind Red is, is youth versus I was going to say, yeah, youth versus experience. And yeah. Experience one every time. Yep. Yep. And if, you know, I mean, if, if um, you know, it's based on the, the Warren Ellis, um, Cully, um, I think it's Cully Hammer or Hamner um, comics. Yeah. Um, Which we can talk about in a second. Yeah. Because um, we finished finally reading Gundam. Uh, yeah, back, yeah, we'll have a Warren Ellis reading, block. but still. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that generally is, and, and the weird part is if you read the comic, it's only three issues. And it's really about kind of that opening scene where um, the kill team is sent to take down Frank Moses, mm-hmm. and kind of the the kill team is is the youth versus uh, Frank Moses's like age. Which is interesting because when you look at it like that, the kill team there were so many of them, and they used so much excessive firepower. Whereas him. He's himself, relying on himself, yeah. and using the smallest amount of firepower necessary yeah. to get the fucking job done. Well, and just that he has the experience of he knows where to stand, where to look, what to do. Like, he has the experience. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to put these shells in this pan on the stove. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, what the fuck Actually, is he... Actually, my thought was, that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Everything he does is pretty smart. Or, you know, I'm going to go destroy the floor in the basement. Oh, wait, that's where I hid my gun and my fake passports. Yep, I mean... So, I, I loved Red. No, I thought it was great. Um, Which is funny, because I watched Red and the Expendables in the same night. Yeah. made the Expendables a lot less enjoyable. Still enjoyable, but I'm just like, ooh. It, the biggest thing about the Expendables was that you had Schwarzenegger, Willis, and Stallone in the same scene. It's just you finally Dolph, had... Dolph Lundgren in that movie. Wow, he did not age particularly well. No. I haven't and seen Stallone it. looks so bizarre. His face just looks like a rubber mask. Well, he's... I mean, he had stroke face to begin with. So... The funny thing is, every time I see him, the only thing I can think is, I am the law. Not Adrian? No, no. 
See, I completely... Because I, no, I, I saw... I was going to say, I didn't see Rocky until I was an adult. Oh, uh, okay. But I was going to say, I saw all of his, you know, bad sci-fis when I was much younger. Demolition right? Man. We, like I said, as we've talked about on the, the Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, you know, movies on Channel 2, they played all that kind of crap. You know, RoboCop, Dread, Demolition Man. Yeah. Mm. But it's weird because I actually well, watched... It's also edited, but yeah. I actually watched um, uh, Judge Dread and... Um, Demolition Man, like back to back. I don't know if it was in that order or not. I but love Demolition Man the, so much. the last, I shouldn't love the last as much scenes, the la- like the big uh, set pieces, um, at the end of both Demolition Man and Judge Dredd, it could be the same fucking movie, because it's just like cryo freeze steam lab, um, fighting the. Ba- I mean, it, it really interchangeable between. Um, but there's no Sandra snipes, Bullock. Uh, snipes, huh? There's no Sandra Bullock. No, instead of Sandra Bullock, you get Rob Schneider. Instead of um, isn't he in both? Who Rob Schneider? Yeah, I uh, he say. plays. Oh, well, he plays Fergie in Judge Dredd, and then he's like the cop that's like he doesn't, he doesn't know how to use this. Yeah, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, you can take yeah. this job and shovel it, Doug. That's where we get the love of a shovel it. it. Yeah, because um, it makes me laugh every time I think about it. I'm gonna blow this guy away blow this guy away. She's like, whatever. And it's like, no, not whatever. And I just and I just listened to a How Did This Get Made about Demolition Man a little while ago. So, I mean, I, I could literally... Oh, I need to listen to that. I bet it was awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, we will... I'll let you listen to it. I, we, I could do the whole episode almost verbatim and, and tear that movie apart the way they did, um, but I won't. Um, just go listen to How Did This Get Made, Demolition Man. It's... it's it's fucking worth it. Really? Um, yeah. But something they didn't bring up, um, that I, it's, it's like, yeah, the, the two set pieces at the end of both movies. I mean, you could just interchange Wesley Snipes, um, Phoenix with, uh, Simon Phoenix with Amanda Sante's, um, I think it's Joe Dredd, um, oh no, uh, Rico. Rico! Which is Dredd's, yeah, weird, uh, bio brother. I wouldn't call them related necessarily, but they, they, share the same genetic code. So I guess they're, they're you know, brothers, but... Twins. Oh, uh, no, Joe, uh, uh, that's, uh, Dredd's name is, is Joseph Dredd. That's where I'm getting that one. But yeah, Rico and Dredd. Um, are you looking at your no, monster just... hands? Oh, cool, dude. Trichosaurus. <laughs> I want to hit you with the whiteboard. As long as you don't hit me with my, your hands. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Don't be such a bitch, bitch. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing that we cannot shut up about this week. What did you recently discover? And it's so and I, sad. I couldn't. I shouldn't say discover. What did you recently finally get into? Yeah, I. I yeah, it's sad that it took me this long, but I finally broke down and started watching Doctor Who. And now you won't. Shut and up now about I it. cannot stop. Do um, you want to uh, share the 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 OMG moment you had, even though you stopped yourself from. I almost, yeah, I almost actually texted for the first time ever. I almost texted OMG, but uh, it was. It wasn't shit. Just got real. No, it, was it wasn't. OMG, yeah. No, it was OMG. Um, though I did have a shit just got real moment on that one too. Um, what are you talking about? Doctor Who is like action packed with uh, shit just got. It real really moments. like I when I heard that like kind of David Tennant had like a kind of a swashbuckling, like Doctor Who. I was like, well, no, like Christopher Eccleston had a lot of big action pieces. But Tenants is like running, jumping, climbing on trees. Like mm-hmm. it's man, like I, the the gridlock episode where he's jumping from car to car to car down to the the 
the uh, ominous fast lane. Um, <laughs> that that one that episode made me sad because it had the death of uh, the face of Bo. I was like, hmm. Um, anyway, sorry, your own. I've, I've never gotten misty while watching a giant face die. Um, with the ominous last words, uh, which this came out in two thousand. Oh God! I think I think the, I think at the point I'm at, it's maybe 2009, 2010. So it's, if if you want to say spoilers, fine. I, I don't know the moratorium length on uh, Doctor Who. You pretty much always got to say spoilers with Doctor Who. Yeah. At some point, somebody's discovering gonna discover it. it. Gonna so yeah, I, I'm at, I'm at the point. If you've seen it, you'll realize what I'm talking about with the death of Face of Bo. If you haven't watched it, I <laughs> I love Doctor Who. I'm strongly recommending it, but. Uh, so I just won't spoil her. So I just, I just won't. Um, other than the face of Bo dies, so I guess... Uh, no, you have to do one other one. Your OMG moment. Oh, yeah, so the OMG moment is that I'm watching it, and it's the... Um, I should say OMFG, because it probably wasn't... Oh, yeah, it was an oh my fucking god moment. Was um, watching the... Uh, it's a two-parter of Daleks, Daleks in Manhattan, uh, with the evolution of Daleks. And, uh, well, both of my moments have Daleks in them. Um, because Daleks are awesome. They are awesome. And because I desperately want a Dalek remote control action figure to harass my cats with. They make uh, them. If you, they uh, make them. If you, um, I, I guess... I also want to get a Roomba and just put a Dalek on top of it. If... <laughs> have, have, have weird cleaning robot sex. Um, what? They... Robot sex? Okay, anyway. Um... But, uh... I'd be interested in what they birth. You made it weird. <laughs> um, speaking of Dalek sex, um, oh my god! Oh, I totally just almost started like doing like, you feel so good. Stop, please, please. Daleks versus Cybermen. No, 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 because I want to get to the OMG moment. Um, that was the shit got real moment. So the 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 OMG moment that I've been, I don't know why I've been sidestepping this, but uh. So I'm watching the, the Daleks in Manhattan episode, and I see this fresh-faced young actor, and I can't quite place him, which is funny based on who it is. But, um, so I pause it, and I, I look it up, and I realize it's a relatively unknown Andrew Garfield. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you didn't really know him a great deal until Spider-Man. Well, social network, for me. Um, but, but what threw me off, I figured out why, why it took me a second to place him, is because... I associate him being a British actor. He's he has dual citizenship in the U.S. and and uh, mm-hmm. and Britain. So I but I associate I him being. I imagine that accent is what got Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, also, he's not a bad looking guy. Um, I was more teasing than anything else, but continue. But uh, that yeah, he does like a Tennessee accent in it because the episode's set in in America, in New York. Mm-hmm. So I think having him have a Tennessee accent threw me off because I associate him having a British accent, and. Pretty much everyone in Doctor Who has a British accent, except for the episodes are in America, which is like two. So, because um, even the people in New New York are British and cat people, so British cat people. Um, Why does that sound like a horror film? British well, cat people. Well, cat people's. A, I know cat that, people's. That's movie. A, yeah. It's a it's a classic movie. Yeah. It's. Excellent. If you haven't um, watched it, do. But, um... So, yeah, so Andrew Garfield was kind of a... Which is weird, because it took me... And I was telling you this earlier. Uh, it took me a couple minutes to recognize Andrew Garfield. 
But watching the Human Nature episode, I immediately caught that it was uh, just uh, Jessica Hines from Spaced and um, Rebecca Stanton or Stan- Stantor or Stanton. I think it's Stanton from No Heroics. Immediately caught those two sometimes things BBC just, actors from Spaced and No Heroics. But yeah, but couldn't fucking couldn't couldn't play Spider Man off the top of my head. Spider But I was so happy that it was like Spider Man fighting Daleks. Spider Man beat the Daleks. Um, his name was Frank. That was weird. Frank versus the Daleks. Spider Frank versus the Daleks. Um, and no, my shit got real moment was the uh, Doomsday episode. I think it's the second season two parter finale where um, you just see Daleks against Cybermen, which for me I would have thought only existed in fan fiction. No. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you're regurgitating some Red Bull. It's, no, it's staying down. Um, I think that was like my body wanting to gasp for air since I've been talking very quickly. Animatedly? Yeah. Um, animatedly is not a word. If you're going to call me on some of the shit, I'd say animatedly is not a word. Why? What, what's the correct word then? Maybe animatedly is... Well, I just lost like half the letters in it and I'm pretty sure animatedly is a real word okay I'll internet that correct yeah. us actually oh here's the thing and the internet told me I'm wrong I just have written down Doug yeah the two well, it's one each uh, from us I got feedback on but um so the internet told us uh, we'll just leave it at that because I'm gonna end up spoiling a shit ton of Doctor Who but I am in love with Doctor Who um and I've been watching so much of it um, that I just had to bring it up and tease it on the last episode with the uh, voice voice of uh, the Dalek app. Um, no, the uh, internet told me that we were wrong. Um, I'm going to do yours first because it's fine. easier to pronounce. Um, the stripper in Sandman's Brief Lives was Ishtar. Okay. I think that was her name as well. Um, well, she had a bunch of names because she's like... But, I, th- but I think she went... At, as Ishtar. I was gonna say because of all the other, I, like all the other old gods, she's gone through a few different names. So but I, yeah. but I remember the, um, the girl that survives, the one that Delirium Tiffany. possesses, and yeah. yeah, is it Tiffany? Um, the one that yeah, Delirium possesses and d- Desire yeah. comes to Tiffany. Um, calling her Ish. That I, wouldn't surprise. Yeah, me. I remember her calling her that. So it's Ishtar, the Sumerian goddess of love. Okay. Um, so that makes sense. And then um, I was talking about um, last week uh, the wolf, the the Wolverine, um, and uh, about I, I think I uh, had said that uh, uh, Madame Viper poisons uh, Mariko, mm-hmm. which I was wrong. I'm gonna try to pronounce this halfway right. It's uh, Matuo Surayaba, um, who works for the Hand as a high paid assassin, uh, hires an assassin named Raiko or Reiko, uh, to poison Mariko. But I was right. Um, uh, Wolverine does stab her to save her the, the death of uh, uh, poison, um, to save her from the pain of being poisoned. Um, it was not Jim Lee art. It was Silvestri art. Okay. Um, uh, Mark Silvestri, who I, I love as well. Um, but I really was right that Larry Hammer wrote that. So, yeah, Thank you, Internet. Yeah, well, I, you know... So, um, but it was, uh, the minute I, I sort of, uh, uh, kind of got that, I ended up going back, because I was like, yeah, Sylvester Art, is that right? Went back, and it's like, the cover immediately brought me back to, um, my early teens of going, oh, yeah, like, 
and this is before Image Comics, you know, Silvestri and Jim Lee were still working on uh, X-Men Comics, so I think that's where I got uh, confused between who drew that. that one. But, uh, yeah, so the internet told us we were wrong on a couple comic book things. You know, it's really funny to think back what we did before smartphones, where a friend of mine and I had a three-day argument about whether or not Toto did the soundtrack for Dune. Uh, and now we can just look it up immediately. Is that... Did they do that? Yeah, Toto did the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we had a three-day argument about it. I was and now right. with a smartphone, it'd be like... Yeah, like I said, I go. was right, but yeah. Uh, speaking of comics, I recently finally started reading the Buffy comics. I had been... It's one of those things where a lot of times, if it's something I know I'm going to enjoy, I'll save it for myself. So reading the Buffy comics was one of those things that I was kind of saving for myself. Well, and you can, you can binge read it the way I've been binge watching Doctor Who. I mean, it's kind I of... I do that a lot, actually. I will wait for something to have a great amount of it before I watch it. There's a few mistakes that I make. I, unfortunately, this season of Adventure Brothers haven't been able to not watch it as it comes out, yeah. which is driving me fucking crazy now that we're at the mid-season mark. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of times, like, Breaking Bad, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, I'm waiting to the whole thing's exactly. over, and then Breaking I'm just going to binge watch the living hell out of it. Yeah, no, I do stuff like that. I do that with Sons of Anarchy, too. I don't watch it episode by episode. I wait right. for a season. But yeah, I finally started reading the Buffy comics, which I'm actually really enjoying. It's just, in my head, I totally hear the actors and actresses from that show yeah. saying everything that's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there's no two Have you gotten to the it. point where Dracula's come back yet? No, not yet. Okay. Because when you hear um, Xander speak in your head when he's talking to Dracula, it's hilarious. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, one of, it's, it's one of my favorite lines from the show where... You know, uh, what is it? Xander's under the, the uh, uh, thrall. Dracula's thrall, yeah. and he's like, "Yes, my master, my whatever." And he goes, "Dracula goes, you're strange and off-putting. Leave now." I mean, it's one of my favorite lines. Poor Xander always gets the most effed up shit happening to him in Buffy. Yeah, but it makes I mean, he the... gets he gets. I was gonna say he gets what chlamydia from the Shumash tribe, and that's in the song word. Yeah. Yeah. Penis gets diseases from, from a Shumash tribe. tribe. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, and gets put in Dracula's thrall, and yeah, it's gonna say loses uh, an he ends eye. Up being, well, yeah, but they explain why he loses the eye, and it's well, cause fucking epic. I was gonna say he loses the eye because because I mean, he that's, sees that's, everything. That's his gift is that he sees. Because he's like the outsider, kind of looking in, like he's, he's the Zeppo. They talk about that. In the episodes, Zeppo, the Zeppo, which yeah. I love that there's a whole other thing going on that they never talk about. Where, you know, she's having this intense thing going on with Angel and stopping an apocalypse. And he's just like... <laughs> he's dealing um, with, what, zombies, I think it is? Uh, yeah, like, undead, like a zombie undead, street gang. Like, undead jocks or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, the lead guy's, like, grandfather is like a, a, a bruja, um, like, voodoo lord. And I said, that's why Buffy endeared itself to me in the first time. I was going to say in the first time is because... It never took itself that seriously. It didn't have a problem uh, exploring, you know, some of the mainstays of sitcom tropes. No. Or it was going to say having homages or pop culture references. And it was going to say it. It totally has all the Whedonisms in there. In the comic? Well, in the comic and the show. Well, the show, because of the show, you have Whedonisms. Yeah. I mean, Don't you think that's kind of John Philip Sousa-y? Sousa-y, yeah. Um, but no, and the comic's written by pretty much everyone from Mutant Enemy, uh -huh. um, and then they end up inviting... Gerarg. Huh? Gerarg. Ger... Oh, Gerarg. Um, but I think they have, uh, they have... They have Jane Epstenson, they have Drew Goodard, 
Um, they end up inviting um, Jeff Loeb and Brian K. Vaughn for uh, a couple runs. Uh, Jeff Loeb was going to be one of the... It was him and Joss Whedon were going to be the showrunners for the um, Buffy animated that never materialized. Yeah, no, that's in his uh, IMDb that um, I read up a little bit on. Joss Whedon. Uh, Joss Whedon's, yeah. Because yeah. um, I was... More you can still get bootlegs else. of it, I'm sure, at, at cons. But um, but no, and, and it's funny because uh, I think if I remember right, because I was reading them as they came out. Um, that would have driven me out of my mind. Because now, because I'm not, I was going to say I don't care if I get new or used. I'm picking them up for the cheap. In, in the trade, in, in trade yeah. No, I was reading it. Amazon. There, there were a couple times where I was like, I just got to know. And especially because I had binge watched Buffy and Angel. I, so I wasn't I used to. every couple of years rewatch both of those. Except there's one season of Angel that I just cannot fucking stomach. Uh, which season? The one with Connor and, um, I was gonna say the one with Connor. Connor and Cordelia. And, uh, Baby Jasmine. Baby Jasmine? Is Jasmine her name? It's my upstairs neighbor's phone. Um. The baby that they have, Connor and, uh, Cordelia. Uh, Glory, no, Glory's from, um, Buffy. No, like I said, was I think her name was Jasmine. The, uh, played by, um, Torres. Um, what's her fucking name? Um, she was on Firefly too. Um, is it Lisa Torres? That's not right. No. You know, but the one. I know, no, I know who you're talking about. I just don't know. Was it Jasmine? Is that what they named it? I might possibly. That I she was the god from the higher yeah, realm. Exactly. That, that used them as the portal to come into. Yeah. And that's how they. I love that. That's how they get the job at uh, uh, Wolfram and Hart. As they go, well, thanks for thanks for stopping world peace. Guess you're bad guys. Like. And no, it was like, Jasmine, I, you're totally right. I can't watch that season. I watched it once, and... It's it's hard watching. It's like the Adam episodes of Buffy. I have a hard time watching those, too. I love that he had the disc the drive on his drive. boob. Oh, I love that he's like, hold on, I have to get on the internet. It's like, you just... It's like... He, just, he uploads the... The the three point five fl- uh, hard floppy, and you're just like, what did you just get? You got like five megs of info. You, you, you got two songs, basically. Well, it's just one of those things, and there's just there's I, like I said, I rewatch those binge every year, and it's really funny because I'll have to if I have to go do something at certain points, I'm just so sad and down and depressed. From watching Buffy. Buffy or Angel. What's that? I was gonna say I don't remember what scene it is. I mean, what season it is? It might be season two of Angel. Ooh, hold on. I think I think your apartment mates are fighting. No, they're just talking incredibly loudly. It's a little behind the curtain scenes, folks. They already know about my upstairs douchebag neighbor Jason. You know what? I can describe Jason for you in two sentences. Always, always wears workout shorts. Ordered Ray-Bans. Youch. Get the idea. I, for a long time, thought he was a fat kid wearing wooden shoes. No, just a douche. Okay. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we have other news and comics. What is being, uh, I was going to say, what is being contractually teased to us? Well, we, yeah, we posted this um, online during the San Diego Comic Con. It was news that um, Chuck Palahniuk is talking about doing um, a Fight Club sequel in graphic novel format. And it jumps ahead, uh, I think think he said about ten years, and it's uh, kind of about the suburban nightmare that Jack and Marla have found themselves in. while Tyler kind of bides his time inside Jack, waiting for um, his moment to reappear, mm-hmm. so yeah. to take back control. So it sounds it it 
you know, we'll we'll see. You say take back control, and in my head, all I can hear is I'm taking it back. Oh, really? I had a uh, take control, take control of Jack's uvula. <laughs> take control of your gallbladder. You know. So. Oh God. But yes, no, we are being teased that, which I. Well, and he hasn't I signed with see. anyone. I, I I guess he's talking to um, Marvel, DC, and Dark Horse and trying to figure out, I guess, how to write a comic st- script. Which is funny because I was always like, go Dark Horse, and you're like, really? Well, Marvel's got, I mean, they've licensed, they've got, um, uh, they've, they've done work with um, Stephen King, um, where they did the, uh, I think, some prequel work with uh, the Gunslinger series. But it's one of those um, things where it's like I would buy any Dark Horse comic simply based on the brand. See, that's my thing is that Dark Horse has so many. I mean, they've got really good stuff that's creator owned. They've got they've got Hellboy mm-hmm. um, and uh, the Ghost, um, but they they're known for like getting those Hollywood licenses where they do and they've I I think they've run an ad nauseum of the, they've got the aliens. Um, Ridley Scott's Aliens and Predator Mm -hmm. and they've done so many AVPs um, and uh, crossovers with DC where you've got you know Batman versus Predator and Superman Batman versus Aliens and Predator and I mean just ad nauseum where I'm kind of like oh my god Tyler Durden versus Predator well that would end very quickly um (laughs) very quickly (laughs) I am Jack's trophy on Predator's belt um Okay, you know what? I'm going to have to ask you a nerd question here because it just popped in my head. Okay. Doug, Daleks versus Predator. Daleks versus Predator? Mm-hmm. Which actually leads us into a nice topic A nice topic when you're, you're done with that. Um, man, I'm kind of having a, yeah, a, 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 a Brody it. from Mallrats where it's like, well, how do you measure that? Yeah, exactly. Because you would, now... We could go on for days. Well, because... How, how can okay, you the take dogs, out, okay, can the dogs, okay, the dogs, I stopped. alien bounty hunter with a whisk. <laughs> the laser whisk. Well, that's the thing is like they're because they have the eye stocks. What is the spectrum they see in? Because I think that would be the deciding factor. Because the predators could sneak up on Daleks, but they have like the hard metal shell, like they have their candy coating of doom. So. Could a predator breach that? I guess would be the question. To get to the actual like Dalek-y goodness center, mm-hmm. um, the gooey center of a Dalek, or could the Daleks would be would they be able to like kind of short circuit the the predators, if I may, chameleon circuit to be invisible and they would see him coming and then exterminate. You know, what? I would like the internet to actually give us some feedback on this. So if you have an opinion, please mail us and yes. let us know your um, Predator versus Dalek opinion. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, the other one was something we have on our website that we've never actually talked about. You don't want to talk which, about it? Which is what is. Ring uh, you know, we're going to hold this off because I know uh, is, this is a good tease. Um, we need to do some research and uh, I will uh, post uh, you know, for the fans as well what they think. Um, we want to do uh, ring race versus dementors. Yeah, who would win? Who would win and why? Uh, ring race versus Harry Potter's dementors. And you wanted to actually make a Harry Potter jo- Harry Potter joke. Nope, that'll be on Twitter. Oh, that's right. You are just cutting me off at the legs every five seconds right now. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Fine, you can do the next subject, Dick. 
What's the next subject? Falling skies. Oh, okay. Well, because I, <laughs> um, uh, I watch it. You don't. Um, I think not it's to just say one that of those things I'm actually more waiting to binge on once again. Yeah, it's it's a binger. I watched, um, I watched the the third season that just ended. Um, I watched that as it went, and that was a little frustrating. Um, I had a friend describe Falling Skies to me as it's like Walking Dead but with aliens, which it is. Um, in a bad way or in a good way? Well, he had posited that it had better acting, which I don't think so. Um, I think the I think the pacing of Falling Skies is a little better because it's more action oriented. It's more plot driven than. Um, well, I always thought that much like Walking the Dead. graphic novel, Walking Dead was kind of about how it all really is pointless, which is why sometimes the pacing was a lot slower. And I think the kernel, the the core of of Falling Skies is hope, where Walking Dead is very no, hopeless. No, it's yeah. the core of Walking it's very Dead is destitute not hope. and very yeah. Is that it's all pointless, but somehow you still have to just keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. But uh, but I, I my issue with with uh, Falling Skies, which I like, um, I like it. Um, the third uh, the third season finale was was pretty epic. Yeah, you um, in terms of that. The, uh, the yeah, the good aliens have now joined the fight against the bad aliens, but you're not sure if the good aliens are actually good aliens. Um, but my thing is that, you know, when people in Walking Dead die, other than coming back as walkers, they pretty much fucking stay dead. I mean, once you put them down in walker form, they're gone. And There's no quote-unquote surprise. No, and I think part of the show Bible in Walking Dead is like, no one's fucking safe. No one's safe. And they say that in Falling Skies, but like... Every time I think someone should die, for whatever reason... Um, if you watch the show, I'm going to bring up this, this, um, point, um, that one of the characters, Hal, gets infected with alien technology and he's kind of set up to be like a, kind of a traitor in the human camp because he's under alien control. He's a little Benedict Arnold. Yeah. And, um, and at one point I'm like, he, he feels bad and they kind of set him up where, like, he could die. And it's like, yes. Like, it would be poignant that he would feel so guilty about being this supposed traitor um, that he dies. And then you find out in the end, I'm not going to tell you who, but you find out someone else is a traitor and it's like, oh, he just fucking died. Pretty much died for fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, if they would have done that, it would have been like, holy shit. But he didn't die? But he didn't die. Okay. And there's not a lot of like consequence to what they thought he did. Yeah, he didn't do it. There was another traitor in in the midst. But it's like they they even kind of crack a joke with another character where he's like, "What are the odds anything's going to happen?" Because they're kind of like the golden family of of the camp, aka the show. It's like there are no consequences, and like there's a part where you think someone's dead. It's the motivation for the main character to be like. You killed this person. I'm gonna take you down, aliens. And then she pops back up alive. And you're like, well, you just you gave him the happy ending that they're not dead, but you took away his motivation. And his whole thing is like, we have to hang on to hope. Like, don't you? They you can't let the aliens like turn like that. All we feel is hate. And then he's like, fuck it. Like, all I feel is hate now. And it's like, 
and that's what drives him. And you're like, oh, he just made this huge 180. Like, look how the world will change you. And it's like, nope, he gets the happy ending and it totally dissolves the hate he had. It's, and it's like, like an angel turns back into angels. There's just, there's Sorry. no consequence. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's the only thing I don't like about the show is like, it's like they kind of have these rules that are not even rules. They're like guidelines in, you know, in the, in the show Bible that I just, I think they should really just buckle down and be like, look. Kill somebody. Fucking, yeah. Make and have them fucking dead. stay dead. And make it, whereas like oh, in. God, see, and I hate to bring it back to Buffy, but it's, it's Joss Whedon, man. He always kills off your favorite character. And it's always just so fucking shocking. Makes you wonder what's going to happen in Avengers 2, doesn't it? so excited because you know when you sign up for 12 movies you can't really kill the character he'll figure it out he'll figure it out well they brought Coulson back this ought to be interesting with we'll figure it out with the agents of shield I mean I the biggest internet rumor on that is that he's an android like he's the vision which maybe he's a ghost robot he's a He's a ghost that lives in the head of a robot. Who comes back with the little scar of the trident? Remember when... Oh, God. I, I think we've talked about that before. It's, just, it's so heartbreaking at the end of that episode when U.S. Steel is waiting for him to come back and he's not there. Yep. He looks like he's oh, the, about the to Oh, the co-commercial co yeah. uh, sidekick reunion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn you, Avenger Brothers. We'll Between just you and back. Family Guy, you've ruined my brain. And for me, it's community. Oh, I, was, I was having that moment at work last night, though, from the Family Guy, um, Willy Wonka episode. It's like, ah! Uh, ah! Oh, when he goes to the Pawtucket Brewery. All right, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, when he's, he hurts his shin or his knee or something. And it goes on for the awkward length. Yeah, no, I totally had that moment because uh, they put up some shelves in a very awkward place, and I totally winged my shoulder on them. And I'm like, ah, uh, ah, yeah. I was gonna say, and of course, uh, my coworker didn't think I was funny after the first two minutes of it. I kept going, anyways. Because it hurt, or just for the joke? Both. Okay. Although, frankly, I'm incredibly clumsy, and I'm always covered in bruises, so the hurt not that big a deal. Can I talk into some nurse stairs? Well. Oh, that was was that a Family Guy joke with the um. The abusive husband, and it's like, it's the nerf salesman, and he's like, I, trying to sell. He's trying I to sell. He's I've trying to sell the. One. He's trying to sell them uh, nerf nerf cabinets because he's like, I, oh yeah, she opened the cabinet. And he goes, yeah, she fell it. It's like, oh, can I talk to nerf cabinets? Yeah, you're gonna want to get some nerf stairs too. And you're like, oh, that's horrific. Yeah. Ouch. So I actually don't have any mistakes I made this week, other than. Wing in your shoulder. Well, that was that was more. And doing a Family Guy moment. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I made any other mistakes this week. Nothing's coming to mind, which means there's probably something glaringly obvious that I missed. My mistake was watching Semi Pro. Oh, I did make a, a mistake this week, but I don't want to discuss it on the podcast because I don't want it to be out there in the universe. Wow, that bad, huh? Worse than Semi Pro. It's more that my sisters listen. So, anyways. Right. Semi-Pro. God, that's a terrible movie. It was on a recommendation from someone who... Oh, no, you can name-check the other podcast. It had no bearing, but it's Ryan. He'll be on Shooting the Gap. 
But it was from a that had nothing to do with anything. Well, I was gonna say you don't have to it's a recommendation from when it was Ryan. Okay. Um, but he had recommended, and this is coming from a guy who recommended like Saving Silverman, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, it actually was. And there looked, are some it looked so moments. stupid, but it was really funny. So when he was like semi-pro, I was like with Will Ferrell, I'm like, oh, all right, I'll you know, it, it looks it, it, it looks stupid, and, but it could be really funny. And it there were moments that it was funny, but it's not as good as Teledega Nights, which I didn't think was very strong, and nothing will ever beat Anchorman in terms of Will Ferrell. Nothing will ever beat the original Anchorman. I'm holding out hope that Anchorman the sequel will. lives up to the... What did I say? No, I'm just saying you're holding out hope for Anchorman 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... I'm hoping that it just doesn't suck. All right. I mean, it's... it's Go back to Fanboys. It's the last scene from Fanboys where they're about to watch The Phantom Menace and they go, Hey, what if it sucks? Like, that's going to be me in the theater at during Anchorman 2 where I'm just going to go, Hmm, what if it sucks? That's funny. So, we're coming up on our 15-minute mark. Do we need to do... Uh, all I have left on is our social contract. All right. And uh, there's one for you this week, because apparently the same shit just pisses me off all the time. Our non-turn got yelled at for violating a social contract yesterday. He ordered, he ordered food at closing time. Yeah, he ordered food late. And it's more the fact that since I do occasionally take him to work with me, he knows what my closing process is like. So, judging from the time, he should have known that was not a good thing to order. However, it was established slightly later on that that one's kind of on the tender. Because he handed me the ticket way late. Okay. Um, so we're doing, like, social mm -hmm. contract? Alright, well this one kind of encapsulates a few of the ones we've done. Uh, like, um, you know, forced, forced social contact um, while wearing headphones. Um, but it kind of kind of ups, ups the ante here where... Um, it would be uh, religious people uh, forcing their literature on on people. Ah, oh, the public conversion. The public, yeah. The uh, conversions in public, which um, one of the social contracts, this happened to me, uh, I, I think, a, a, a weeks ago, where I was sitting down eating uh, in a restaurant uh, at a fast food place, and it happened that they started handing out their literature, and I was like, I'm just sitting here eating a goddamn burger. Like, come on. And then uh, a couple days ago, I was waiting at a bus stop with my headphones in. Um, which, and, and this is kind of, I, I think, kind of a weird point to bring up, but I was smoking a cigarette. Which, I think could go either way in terms of a Christ, uh, uh, of uh, someone trying to convert or save me. Because they would see that I was smoking a cigarette and be like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's in trouble. That, you know, he's making unhealthy choices, li literally unhealthy choices in smoking. I don't know, like, I, I can, I can, I'm not defending them, but if I were looking around for people to save, the people with tattoos, smoking, like... I'm sorry, smoking and tattooing is not a social cue for you to get involved in my life. Well, that's kind of my point, is that, you know, they were kind of like, you, and, and the thing is, they always go, they always open up with... You know, are you familiar with the Bible? Do you know the Bible? I'm going, yeah, I know it. I always thought that was a weird way to open a conversation. Yeah, too. like, are you, are you familiar, familiar with, with the Bible? Bible? Yes. It just seems like, what? How, how is that an opener? Are you familiar with the Bible? Yeah, it's that book you people try to force down my All throat. I know is it's like, it's like one of those where it's like, you know, I know the Da Vinci Code. Never read it. Seen the movie. Same with Christianity. Like, know the book, 
Haven't read it. Really? I've seen Ten Commandments. And Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Doug's points of reference. Saw Jesus Christ Superstar. Maybe a musical is not the best place to get your references Pitch? for God. All right. Uh, 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 watched Language in the Wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, Aslan. He's Jesus with a bigger beard. But no, I'm just saying. Faith is fine. I got nothing against it. But really, like, when you see people eating or just minding their own business with headphones on, like, at a bus stop, like... And the guy had... Okay, there was me and a lady eating her lunch at this bus stop. And the guy... So two people. And he had two little pamphlets. Like, he made it a point to come out from whatever place he came from. Like, some kind of, you know, Native American mystic that appears out of the mist and then disappears into the mist after, like, doling wisdom. Um... But he just and then came you wake out up of... from your dream, and there's an eagle feather next to you on the pillow. Yeah. Oh, it's what is it about waiting for a bus that seems to be a cue for people to irritate the crap out of you? Like I don't have a car, therefore I must be saved. I cannot count how many times I got given a copy of the Watchtower while waiting for a bus or on a bus. It, yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, the joke with band flyers that I'll just say, you know, like, here, you throw this away. It's like God saying, here. You throw this away. Like, if there is the omnipotent, omniscient God, he knows I'm not going to, like, well, I'm going to flip through it, giggle a little bit, and then throw it away. And it's not because I think faith is a joke, but you're talking. You've already formed your opinions yeah. on this. Talking your animals. Pamphlet, like I said, your pamphlet, and you're just going to say your pamphlet is not going to change your opinion, is it? No. Especially because the first thing I think of when you hear talking snake is I go, ooh, Eve spoke parcel tongue. Maybe she's associated with he who will not be named. Which is funny, because the first thing I think is the Futurama episode with the talking snake where she's suffering from dehydration and hallucinating a little bit. Was that the one, or she gets trapped on the planet with, uh... She gets trapped with Zapri. Yeah, air quotes on trapped. That was a good episode. It was an excellent episode, but like I said, she's dehydrated and hallucinating, and that's why the the night nice she can hear the snake talking, but I like that you immediately go parcel tongue on that one. Yeah, yeah. Eve Eve spoke parcel tongue, so she must be evil. Um, which, by the way, have you seen the new? Uh, I know we're jumping out of social contract, but have you seen uh, the new Futurama? Which is the newest one? Uh, the one with uh, it's their take on uh, uh engineered modified food. No. With Mom Santo. I haven't watched that yet. We'll get the non-turn on it as soon as I'm done. It's really worth watching. However, public conversion, social contract, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it in your god pants. <laughs> and on that, we'll talk to Moving on out. Moving on out. Who's that knocking at the door? Wyatt's our supervillain friend of the show. Nice to meet you. Really? No. Well, we have some questions we'd like to ask you. I would be happy to answer them, if I were capable of feeling... Curtis Jackson of Queens, New York asks, What do you love like a fat kid loves cake? I'm quite fond of cake. I'm also fond of my dead frozen wife, Nora. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!